I'm Jeff Gibson. And I'm Shanna Paxton. And we are the, the Movie, Movie Lovers. Lovers. Welcome Hello. to the official podcast of the Gibson Review. This episode is our favorites list episode, uh, which we have been doing all this time from the beginning of the Movie Lovers and as its own episode since last year. Inspired by a segment, or a feature, I should say, on the blog, com, it is an opportunity for us to share our tastes in film, and in this case, TV, but also I'll point you in the direction of things that you have not heard of before or haven't gotten to catch up with. To that end, we will let you know when items on our list are available to stream, on the following streaming subscription services Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Hulu, HBO, and hey. Paramount. <laughs> and Netflix. I'm I'm paying for Paramount. It's getting <laughs> mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I got it. As well as Apple. Well, then nothing's I'm paying ever, for Apple. Yeah, but nothing's ever on Apple, so we discounted it. I remember? have a thing on Apple. R- really? You're talking about for this list? It was considered. Uh huh. Okay. Well, at any rate, that that we, we, most things are available to stream on Amazon. Not always, though. We'll talk more about that. But uh, when they are on those subscription services, we'll let you know just to help you out, so you know where to go. All right. So what what is the list that we are talking about in this episode? Our last film faves episode. Our last favorites list episode. It is cartoons. Not animated movies, but cartoons, TV cartoons, cartoons that aired on TV. So let's talk about cartoons in general. I think, first of all, it'd be a good idea probably to let's start with the criteria, I guess. What what is taken into consideration for this list and what isn't? I think the, the most uh, biggest thing to mention that is not that might surprise people is cartoons that are Looney Tunes, uh, classic Disney uh, cartoons, Tom and Jerry, MGM. These were all shorts that played in theaters during the 30s, 40s, and 50s and everything. So they were not considered for this list because we're looking at what was aired on TV. What did we grow up on? There are actually shows that packaged those. There's like a uh, in the very early days of Disney Channel, there was a, like a Mickey Mouse show that repackaged some of those Disney shorts. There was the Bugs Bunny, was it the Bugs Bunny and Tweety show, the Bugs Bunny Hour, something like that that ran for several decades that repackaged Looney Tunes shorts and presented them on Saturday mornings. And Tom and Jerry had a show in the late mid to late 70s that repackaged its shorts. So those would qualify for our list, but not the specific shorts on their own. So that's the biggest thing that does not qualify. Might surprise some people. So, Shanna, let's say you want to include Looney Tunes. You would have to say, ah, the Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show or the Bugs Bunny Hour, whatever it was, would be have to be on your list. Uh, make sense? Yeah, just like something like Scooby-Doo has several different mm. versions of it. Yes. And you'd have to be specific with that. That's true. There are a lot of characters that have 
from the original show to other Flintstones, Flintstones kids, right? And yeah. uh, all sorts of things like that. So you'd have to be specific about that too. So I did, I don't know about you, Shanna, taking into account what is included on this list, I did a thorough deep dive. <laughs> well, when don't you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I took into account, especially Saturday morning cartoons. You take your research very seriously. I do. I do. You're like, I have no time for this. What do I remember? Well, I, I what don't. can I stream? There we go. Done. <laughs> Uh, but Saturday morning cartoons, uh, especially of the 80s and 90s, Hanna-Barbera, entire history of cartoons I took into consideration, Filmation cartoons, Disney Afternoon, which ran, which which was a block of cartoons from the late 80s to the late 90s, I believe. You're saying like Disney Afternoon. Does that mean like you could come home from school and like the Disney Channel had a segment called Disney Afternoon? Not the Disney Channel, but gosh, was it Channel 13? I can't remember what the affiliate was, but there would be one of the networks Okay, would have from 3 to 5 in the afternoon four cartoons, a, a, a two-hour cartoon block mm. called the Disney Afternoon. That uh, you were able to experience in the late 80s all the way through the late 90s. That was taken into consideration. Superhero cartoons were taken into consideration. Nickelodeon cartoons. Cartoon Network cartoons. And, of course, adult slash primetime cartoons. Like, let's say, King of the Hill, Robot Chicken, and others were taken into consideration. Oh, and also, there's a lot of cartoons based on movies. I don't know if you grew up with very many. Yeah, I grew up with The Little Mermaid tv show and the tarzan tv show yeah that's the that's disney when... stuff i'm talking about other kinds of movies oh okay you're talking about like the back to the future animated show yes yes back to the future cartoon there was indiana jones uh, oh the mummy there was the mummy yeah, i had that apparently i did come across that yes i know mr t had his own show for a while so there's there's there was cartoons based around a personality jackie chan had his own cartoon hmm. uh, uh mr t oh, there's one other that just came and went out of my mind that had chuck norris i think might have had his own cartoon for a little while that would have done very well in south africa i wonder uh, if it came interesting yeah and then you had like Tales of the Crypt Keeper, which was based on Tales from the Crypt, the the HBO show. Uh, there was also, Shanna, uh, a lot of cartoons based on toys. Did you come across a lot of that, too? There is there is one show, actually, that I was strongly considering for my list that's new that's based on toys. Hmm, okay. With, with VTech. So Corey Carson was a strong contender available oh, on netflix i see uh there was a rash of them in the 80s you had my pet monster which you got to be exposed to for the first time also teddy ruxpin and there was uh, hannah barbera also did a, a few of these like uh the sky commando sky commanders i should say that didn't last very long that's another thing is a lot of these cartoons that had an impression on my mind a lot of them had less than three dozen episodes. Yeah, and I found that some shows that I wanted to consider were not available in any capacity, like Captain Planet. To stream, you mean? Yeah, and mm. I had a fr I had an acquaintance also 
recently say, does anyone else remember Captain Planet? And I was the only one that responded. Uh, I haven't gone back to that post, but that she just posted that like two nights ago. That is something that I ran into a lot. That was a big surprise. A lot of cartoons that I wanted to revisit or consider that are absolutely not available at all to stream. And in a couple of cases, I literally had to buy a copy of in order to check it out. Alvin and the Chipmunks from the 80s. Not the Alvin show from the 60s, but Alvin and the Chipmunks from the 80s. Not available. Animaniacs used to be available widely. Not available. Camp Candy. I remember this cartoon. Short-lived cartoon with John Candy at a camp uh, for kids. Not available. Captain N, the Game Master. That was a Nintendo cartoon with a bunch of Nintendo characters in the early days of Nintendo. Not available. Care Bears. Not the newer ones. The original. Not available. Challenge of the Gobots. Another Hanna-Barbera thing. Mm. Not available. Gravedale High with Rick Moranis. About monsters in a high school. Not available. Uh, Police Academy, based on the Police Academy movies that had a couple years uh, as a cartoon, not available. 1980s version of Pound Puppies, not available. Snorks, you can find the Smurfs on HBO Max, but you can't see the Snorks, which were like the aquatic version of the Smurfs. Uh, Voltron, you can see the Netflix uh, remake, which I hear very good things of, but you can't watch the original Voltron. Uh, and I think Heathcliff is also, uh, not that you're missing out on this, but he, I think Heathcliff is also not available to stream. Some of these, not not many, you can rent per episode, but most, like, you're, like, at best, maybe you can buy entire seasons yeah. on Apple or uh, Apple, uh, Amazon, but, like, otherwise, whew, the, there's... It's in, in, it's incredible to me. There's so many. He Man and the Masters of the Universe also, I think, is another one you can't you can't stream. So many of these big parts of my childhood, and many people's childhoods, you cannot get. Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, I believe, also is another one. That was a big part. That was of, available for a little while there. Really, I don't believe so anymore. Mm-hmm. So many. So, you know, thanks for reminding me of that because I that was something that I ran into a lot when trying to be thorough and jog my memory and trying to see, okay, what did I love as a kid? What did I watch as a kid? What do I still love as an adult? Did did you take any of that into consideration when you're making your list, by the way? Was it like, okay, what do I still love as an adult or, yeah. or what? Yeah, definitely. How we went about this, or I did, was go to each streaming service and what was available. Because there was no point in me exploring a TV, an animated show, uh, considering it if I can't revisit it. So There's also our DVD collection, too. But yes. Sure. Um, I revisited cartoon network stuff and mm. like ace ventura that tv show that was a cbs uh show oh. remember that i forgot CBS? that we watched yes yeah okay whatever that was horrible i think i lost it a minute yeah i was like just switch it off i think we talked about that in a recent episode yeah that was hilarious and there were a lot of different you know shows that i explored on cartoon network realm and 
I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but then there was also this remake thing, right? Like Care Bears got remade. Yeah. Dexter's Laboratory got remade. I'm surprised. Powerpuff Girls. Mm. Uh, Masters of can... the Universe. Masters of oh, the Universe. Oh yeah, got She-Ra. Yeah. Yep. And that, that's all I can think about right now that I can recall. Of course, there's various Transformers cartoons and, and stuff. Sure, I almost put that in a different category, though, mm. because it, it's like the Scooby-Doo category, ah, where okay. you have several different mm-hmm. kinds. Mm-hmm. And w- with some of those remakes, I was impressed. Like, Care Bears was interesting, because you watched a couple episodes, and then I went and looked at the remake, because there's certain things that I don't like about the original Mm. and so i thought well let me go look at the remake and i was like uh the only thing that's pleasing here is the palette but the strong lines instead of the fluffy soft lines Mm. don't work for me Mm. whereas something like my little pony the original Mm -hmm. does not work for me Mm. but the remake does so many all levels yeah so many cartoons from the 80s were remade in the past 10 years Mm. it's so interesting to see and sometimes, like the case of My Little Pony, there are improvements. And I would say even I checked out the Masters of the Universe by Kevin Smith. I, uh, I think I talked about this also on a previous episode. And I was blown away by by that. But I, I, I've only seen one or two episodes. So like, mm-hmm. don't expect me to talk much about it here. But it is interesting how there is that trend of, of remaking recently. That, that sort of nostalgia trip, but also getting new viewers. I I agree with you about the Care Bears. That animation style, oh, I saw that. And I was like, woof. I much prefer the older animation style, though. Yeah, I just, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a weird one. Whereas something like Dexter's Laboratory, it almost looks exactly the same. It's just a little brighter. Huh. And... I kind of I kind of like it. It didn't make the list, but I did like the remake just as much as the old one. And then there's some things that I'll never want to watch ever again that were on Cartoon Network continuously, like uh, Two Stupid Dogs, Cow and Chicken, mm-hmm. and things like that. Whereas there's other things that are kind of nostalgic, like Courage the Cowardly Dog, that didn't necessarily make my list. Oh, and then Rugrats also got remade. Right, right, right. There's a CGI version or something? Yeah, which feels very weird because if you look at original Rugrats, it's very, like, scratchy pencil work. Uh. Uh, Lots of different, like, dots and textures happening. And then you go CGI, and it's just so smooth. It's almost creepy. Interesting. Jeff just did a little checkup on me. It looks like Dexter wasn't remade, so... Maybe I was just exposed to like 20 episodes my whole life and then saw the other, what what was it, like another I mean, there, like 50? There's 79 episodes in yeah. total up to 2003. So maybe the animation cha- style changed slightly as the years went by. So maybe. I'll have to research that a little more. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm bringing up season four of the animation style right now in 2002, late 2002. And I don't know if that looks different to you or it looks like what uh, you're... Oh, that's what I just watched. Okay, so I was wrong. Never mind. We'll move on now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool, Moving cool. Moving on. All right. We, always, we make mistakes, but it's always good when we can correct them. What were we talking about before that? I'm not entirely sure. 
Growing up in South Africa was kind of interesting because there were only, at least when I was a kid, there were only two channels that had something catered towards kids. There was KTV, which was kids TV. And Mm. that was very cute because it was a whole bunch of, you know, teenagers that were the hosts and they would have little games and then they would say, and here's our cartoon. Okay. Or here's an episode of Gummy Bears or here's, Reggie's Rush and that was Reggie's was a toy store Mm. and on a Saturday morning they would have not only like special cartoons that day Mm. but they would also have Reggie's Rush where kids were given like I don't know something like a thousand rand uh, which was a lot at the time and they could Mm. grab whatever they wanted it was like a dash they had a cart and they could just pull toys off of the off of the shelves and that's what they got Mm. they could have it all Okay, but so, this was not a cartoon. This was no. I'm just saying, well, KTV like was like this kids program. This this program, yeah. Yeah. What was the other one you said? The other one was on the free channel, as long as you had a TV license, where they would have X Men and gummy bears, and um, it would be a variety, mm. and then all of a sudden, satellite. Dish TV came, so Cartoon Network came, and it was all that crap ah. So that I've mentioned already. Okay. But then it would also have something like Captain Planet. So okay. that was pretty cool. And then eventually we got Nickelodeon. And then when I was So you got Nickelodeon 20, after Cartoon Network? So we got Cartoon Network. Yeah. And then later we got Nickelodeon. Wow. And that felt so much better to Weird. me because it was more varied. Ah. And then in styles, you mean, or what? Yeah, in styles, in subject, in mm, okay. some some you know game show stuff, some yeah. animated stuff, and then much later we got the Disney Channel. I can't recall now. I think I was twenty one wow. or twenty. Crazy. Maybe I was eighteen Man. when Disney Channel finally came. Wow. But I was like, come on, yeah, <laughs> because we could buy VHS tapes. Of snippets of Disney Channel. Mm, weird. Yeah, it was very strange. Um, I don't know That's who like, they were. That sounds like some black market shit, you know? So. It, I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah. It seemed pretty seamless to me uh, where we would get like little snippets of what was possible with the Disney Channel, like mm. a sing-along Disney uh Sing along Disney. Oh, those were very popular. Yes. Yeah. So we got access to those, but on this like tape, it was just one VHS that we had mm-hmm. and it was like Winnie the Pooh with costumed characters. Yes. That was yes. really freaking cool. I remember that. Yes. And then it was like a normal vintage like Pluto episode uh-huh. and then it had something else. And then, and then a sing-along. Uh. And so we would just watch that over and over again. And then my mom would, again, she would like do a whole VHS of gummy bears for us, or she would do a whole VHS of this is what KTV looks like during the, you know, a day. And I'm pretty sure we don't have any of that anymore, but man, that would be like priceless to look at because you could see the commercials and yeah, um, everything else. You know, uh, you remind me when I did my research with Disney channel, I had a really hard time figuring out or finding information on programming for the Disney channel pre mid nineties. I was, you can find lots of information on Disney channel programming in the late nineties and in the two thousands, but 
before that, very hard to find. And that's, that's why it was a kind of a challenge for me. I was trying to figure out, okay, well, how did I grow up with Disney cartoon shorts? And I, I, I eventually did track down this one program in the like first days of Disney channel. But there's a lot of things I couldn't find information on that necessarily weren't necessarily cartoons, but I wouldn't see listed that. I know I grew up with on the Disney channel, like Dumbo circus. Mm -hmm. And I want to say Zoobly zoo maybe was on there. And, 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 and and the Winnie the Pooh thing that you talked about. And I think it was called Pooh corner, but I'm not positive things like that, you know? Well, then I also had to look at, we had, BBC and I guess it was just one channel and it had kids programming as well so something like Shaun the Sheep or Wallace and Gromit or mm. uh, because stop motion animation actually qualifies too Postman Pat Mm. was a thing Thomas the Tank Engine Mm. and and then some other stuff so uh, I had to consider that but it's been so long since I've been exposed to it that yeah. it's hard to remember something else that was popular was naughty in our DDY. Hard yeah. to explain. You're looking Don't very know. confused, but maybe other people who listen to this know what I'm talking about. Mm. So my experience was first and foremost, Saturday morning cartoons as much as I could. You know, I, I did grow up in a household where, weekends were for outside labor outside projects so i did have to i i often had my saturday mornings cut short in favor of going outside and working with my parents but i saw as much of the saturday morning cartoon blocks by abc nbc and cbs as i could and uh, until the parent groups shut down uh, Saturday morning cartoons. Apparently that happened when I was in middle school age. So that age when you start to drift away mm. from all that sort of stuff, they really shut down. If it's not educational, it's not good. So, but I grew up with all that other stuff during the eighties. That's when there was a huge explosion of cartoons, some to sell toys, some not. And, uh, and in, in Disney also had a huge boon in cartoons also what started in disney channel eventually moved over to disney afternoon and uh so grew up with a certain amount of the disney afternoon i want to say the first three four years of disney afternoon so there's that also vhs had a role to play because I'm looking and thinking about it now i don't know if if it weren't for vhs would I have seen Quick Draw McGraw cartoons? Would I have seen mm. Huckleberry Hound cartoons? Some of the like first handful of Hanna-Barbera cartoon characters. I honestly don't know where I otherwise would have seen those. There were some cartoons that were syndicated that somehow I would see with my mom or whatever. But I think VHS did play a role for sure. I mean, we have VHS tapes of some of the Disney shorts, the classic Disney shorts that I would play before movies, you know, with Mickey Mouse or Pluto or Goofy. I think I had a Pluto uh, tape and my brother had a Goofy tape. And so that's how we got exposed to all of them. I know I had a Chip and Dale tape also, cassette tape of uh, their shorts. So that I think largely encompasses my history. And then you have 
the rise of the primetime cartoons. So the the graining stuff, the Kena the Hill. Um, I forget the the creator of Beavis and Butthead and um, Mike Judge. Mike Judge stuff and. You had Celebrity Deathmatch. You had Robot Chicken come along. Archer come along. Uh, you mentioned Adult Swim. I think Archer may or may not have been a big part of that. Uh, all that sort of stuff come along. I didn't really latch on to too much of that myself. But there's certainly a couple that I did like watch in my early adulthood and such, you know, that became popular. I remember when South Park finally came, uh, probably around season two, came to our region on Comedy Central. We finally got to see this show that people were talking about. That was kind of a big deal, you know? So anyway, all of these are what we took into consideration. Oh, uh, HBO also had, you know, Spawn. Did you did you see have any basic cable cartoons that you can think of that were a factor at all? Is basic cable. Well, not basic cable, but premium cable. Like no, HBO I mean, I think such. the closest... I don't think... We didn't have straight-up HBO. Uh-huh. It's only since HBO Go came mm. that, you know, tr- stuff like True Blood would be on the, you know, Channel 4, mm. which is what you had to pay a subscription for. But it was a South African channel, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So not not really so much for you. Not growing up, not... Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to touch on before we start our list? I wish there were other shows that I could touch base on, like Captain Planet and the Pink uh-huh. Panther. Pink Panther! I remember yeah. growing up with that, but I wasn't able to watch it again. Right. Yeah, that's so. another one. You have to track down a DVD. See, this is all yeah. a great argument in favor of physical format. Yeah, Mom and know? Dad. <laughs> Mom <laughs> and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> who are like so against us having physical media yeah because they're like oh everything's online no everything is not online. that's true we we have proven that every time we have these episodes yeah and i mean i'm pretty sure pink panther and captain planet would have made it right if you'd been able to revisit them and make sure yeah i i hear you absolutely all right well with that let's get started on the list with your 12th favorite cartoon of all time my 12th favorite of all time is South Park. Really? Okay. Because in small doses, this show is small pretty good. Like, I, can, I could marathon it at, like, age 22, 23. Yeah. I can't marathon it anymore. Okay. Because the thing is, it is, it's so potent. I don't even know how to explain this show. They're, they're supposedly grade school age, I think. Like, 10 or 12? I think they're in fourth grade. Okay, yeah. And they're, they're doing very adult, like saying adult things. And who doesn't know what South Park is at this point? I mean, it's been well, like, around. How since... do you explain it, right, without looking it up? I mean, it's flat 2D social satire, basically for adults. Follows the misadventures of four irreverent grade schoolers in the quiet, dysfunctional town of South Park, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. So loosely based on uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone's own hometown, I believe. I like this show because it'll take something and make it digestible or be like, huh. Or another thing I like about this show is no one is safe from South Park. Uh, they will mock you or do some sort yes. of commentary on you, whether 
your big time or small time. Uh, they, the one episode that I enjoyed was about COVID when vaccinations were starting to open up and you had to make appointments and they were going, you know, like from the oldest age down to the youngest. And it, all of a sudden, like old people were able to come out and have a party. And I thought that commentary was pretty fun. And I quite enjoyed their one of their latest episodes where they're talking about the toilet paper industry and how it makes millions of dollars and nobody wants to mess with it because it's big toilet paper, uh, kind of like big pharma. And I just, I enjoy this show in small doses. There are some episodes where I'm like, huh, but I guess that's kind of their goal too, is they're either trying to get you to ride along with them or they're trying to at least get you to question things. So I enjoy that. Uh, correction, just in case I didn't say it correctly, the cre- creators are Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and it actually started in 1997. Mm-hmm. So that's South Park. Still going strong. I think it's like 22 seasons right now. Excellent. And is that available to stream, by that's the way? That's on HBO. Excellent. I, I'm so excited. I have to say, I am so excited to hear what your favorite cartoons are overall, because I, I just know there's so many different directions uh, that your list could go. Here goes mine. And this was a hard one. I'll talk later about what, what just barely didn't make the cut that I love so much. But this 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 got hard. What, what made the 12th slot? It ended up being the Super Mario Brothers Super Show from hey. 1989. <laughs> so if you are 20 years or less in age... You probably have no concept of this show. This is a cartoon from the early days of Nintendo. I believe only Super Mario Brothers 2 existed at the at this point in the, in the franchise history. And you had I mean like Bowser wasn't a name, it was King Koopa, right? Princess Peach wasn't a name, it was Princess Toadstool. At this point, okay? Oh, okay Those yeah. names didn't come along until the N64, Nintendo 64, I believe. Super Mario 64. So it was the very early days, and you had a cartoon based around these characters and their adventures in, in Mushroom Kingdom. Hmm. Hosted with live-action segments uh, by live-action Mario and Luigi, Captain Lou Alban- Alban- Albano, who was a professional wrestler, played Mario, and you would have the most bonkers, amazing guest stars pop by, sometimes playing themselves, including like Cindy Lauper, Danica McKellar from The Wonder Years, and so many more people. It's, it, it's, it's so great. It still makes me smile watching it today. And... I, I don't know if it can compare to the new Super Mario Brothers movie for kids of a certain age these days. If they've been exposed to that, going back to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show might be difficult. It certainly is a great way to introduce somebody into uh, Mario Brothers media beyond one of the games. So I love it. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show from 1989 is my 12th favorite cartoon. That's a good pick, love. My 11th is Rugrats, but the one from 1991 to right. 2006. The original. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it's actually this low, but this is, this is what's so exciting about your list. <laughs> this is from Nickelodeon. It is about babies, um, sometimes four babies, and later on the family grows, and spoiled brat older cousin and a neighbor named Susie. What I enjoy about this show is it's taking things and putting it in baby or toddler perspective. Mm. But obviously through an adult lens, like there'll be something like the Hanukkah story. Like what is the origin of Hanukkah? And the babies will misunderstand something and they go wild with a story and, Mm. you know, things go crazy. Or there'll be something like they have to climb a tower of boxes but it's really just one box and so the imagination plays in between where the babies will be dressed up in something different and all of a sudden they get lifted up by a parent and it like goes back to reality so I rather Mm. enjoy that I did check out the new show the CGI one yes it's not bad Mm -hmm. it's just it looks bad (laughs) The stories, though, are pretty fun. Mm. I think now that I'm older and I have more experience with childcare, I kind of see the parents in a different way. Uh. Like, it's not just about the babies. It's also about the parents. The one is pretty mellow and easygoing, and the other is pretty high-strung and trying to do everything that the books say. And she's got all the books by this particular childcare person, and uh, she's trying to follow everything to the T. And then you have the grandpa who's like, I have raised several children Mm. i'm going to do what i do normally it all works out Mm. so it's it's kind of fun to see those two different things so that is rugrats and it's available on paramount but also some of it's available from hulu so Mm. that's something that we'll run into as well where like something might be seven seasons long but only four seasons are available I think you ran into that a lot more than me. Your now the, the rugrats is also an example of a cartoon series that had movies based on it yeah, too. Yeah, I think it had about three. And you're a fan of those, right? I'm a fan of Rugrats in Paris, definitely. Okay. Um, the first Rugrats was pretty exciting. Uh-huh. I was really disappointed that there wasn't any merchandise in South Africa. Mm. So I made my own, which was often the case. And it looks like there's a couple other ones. The and one with the wild thornberries yeah. in it too, right? Yeah, they're somehow that's related. The third one. Okay. They're the same franchise. I think they're in the same universe. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the same franchise. Sorry, the same network. Okay. And I, I have the, you know, we're not Jewish, but I have the, the Rugrats book about the origin of Hanukkah because I think it's a great way to share that story. Mm. Very cool. I should also note that with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, that did evolve into Super Mario Brothers 3 when Mm -hmm. that game came out. And then it also evolved into the Super Mario World when that game came out. It's kind of weird how they evolved um, and and, it ended after Super Mario World. I think each of those were only a season long. But I love the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, uh, the first two seasons. So my 11th pick is a little bit of a surprise. I, I'm a little surprised it's it made it onto the list. But after watching an episode or two of it, I was I just thought it was way too clever to leave off. It, 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 bar- it barely made it, but it is 1994's The Tick. Available on Hulu. This is based on and co-written, co-created by Ben Edlund. 
his comic and he had a big hand in the cartoon series that aired on Fox. And it's one of those where the cartoon is slightly different in tone from the original comic, but it's still really clever and really fun and, and really uh, hilarious. You know, it's definitely kind of lampooning or, or satirizing superheroes and super villains. I still have not checked out that show. Okay. Well, you can on Hulu. It is available on Hulu, so you have no excuse. We'll have to watch some of those because it there's just it's got some silly bonkers villains like Chairface Chippendale, you know, who actually has a chair for a head, and and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. There's one episode I saw. I can't remember the name of it, but it was about this like grade school kid who's got like who's like super super smart and kind of like a mad scientist but <laughs> and, and he like has this project in his in his tree house that ends up being like that's cool a laser that's going to destroy <laughs> the world by pulling the moon into it that's and like such a fantasy though to like have a lab in a tree house and he's so like snarky and 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 I just got so much attitude and and so stuff like that is just really silly and funny. So I really enjoyed The Tick from 1994 available on Hulu. I haven't seen the newer live action Amazon Prime show, but I am keen on seeing that because I did see the 90s live action and I did enjoy that, but it's not it's not as good as this cartoon series. So I recommend it. My next one is The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, from 1988 to 1991, four seasons. I don't know how many episodes it was. It feels like it was a little all over the place with how many they got to have. But I, I just I love Winnie the Pooh. That was like merchandise that did come to South Africa mm-hmm. and was somewhat updated. And I just I love these stories like especially the first season just really gets me teary-eyed and i love that christopher robin is in a couple episodes i like that sometimes the characters are outside of the hundred acre woods they're at home with christopher robin i particularly like from season one the episode where uh Christopher Robin's not cleaning his room. He's just shoving everything under the bed and it becomes this new world, this like gunky, disgusting green uh, sludgy world. And this is something that VHS tapes did come to South Africa. So like we would Mm -hmm. watch the same four episodes on one VHS tape over and over again. And that was, it was just such an enjoyable show. And I'm so, I was so pleased to see that it was on Disney plus. To answer your question, it looks like there was 50 episodes of that series in total. Feels a little low, but okay. See, there's so many cartoons that you think has more episodes than they actually do. Yeah, I guess like in the first season it had like 20 episodes, and then in the season two it has six episodes. Yeah, I don't know. I can't explain cartoon programming but it it got wonky sometimes so strange okay so my 10th favorite cartoon Mm -hmm. 1991's tasmania oh my mom really 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 liked that show really yeah oh it, it is probably one of the only warner brothers cartoons on my list and 
it was such a cool reimagining of what was one of my favorite uh, Warner Brothers characters and making him like part of this family. And he was the only one who talked the way he did. And I, I, let's see, the rest of his family was, let's see, Molly, Hugh, his, his, he was his uh, dad. You have Gene, his mom, and Jake also. And, and and it had a huge cast, too. Jim Cummings played Taz. You had Rob Paulson <laughs> play Timothy Platypus. Maurice LaMarche played Hugh, uh, Hugh Tasmanian Devil. Miriam Flynn from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation played Gene. Kelly Martin, who I adore, uh, played Molly. And then you had a variety of other characters like Bull Gator played by John Astin. And then you have Chief Bushrat, Constance Koala. The list went on and it was, it was really great. And it's still really funny today. I, it's hard to get copies of it, but I do, I am lucky enough to have one volume on DVD and I'm really glad I do because it is very amusing and it's it's nice to go back to something that it only lasted like four seasons at 65 episodes in total you know sometimes there's some shows where 65 65 episodes was a season of that cartoon so not a lot of that cartoon to draw from but I do love it Tasmania from 1991 my 10th favorite cartoon all right, my next one is available on HBO, and they better not freaking cancel it. Harley Quinn. Aha! So yeah. an HBO cartoon did make your list. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this series is absolutely bonkerballs. This is not for kids at all. Right. Our stepson has not seen it, according to our knowledge. It is just such a fun way to, to mess with the franchise, you know? Harley's not a teenager. She's not a kid. And so what would it actually look like Mm. in her world? And there's a lot of swearing. There's a lot of gore. They don't hold back on anything. But I especially, I I love how Harley's depicted here and Poison Ivy, but especially Shark King and King Shark. Oh, sorry. King Shark and Clayface. Clayface Mm. especially. Yeah. So I just, I just absolutely love it. I love what they've done with it. And uh, I just want more of it. You know, that is one that I briefly considered of all the quote-unquote adult cartoons. That would probably be the, at the top of the list uh, for me. It didn't make my list. But I do want to give a shout-out to the cast because it does have yes. an incredible cast. Kaylee Cuoco mm-hmm. as Harley Quinn. Lake Bell as Poison Ivy. Alan, Alan Tudyk, Tudyk as Clayface. Tony Hale as Dr. Psycho, who is just amazing. J.B. Smoove as Frank the Plant. Diedrich Bader as Batman. Christopher Maloney as Commissioner yeah. Gordon. Jim Rash as the Riddler. So fun. Jason Alexander as Cy. Cy Borgman. Uh, let's see, Vanessa Marshall, who's often played Wonder Woman, comes back as uh, Wonder Woman. Sana Lathan as Catwoman. Tom Hollander as Alfred. Oh my God, this show is brilliant. I'm so glad that it's on your list, and I can't wait to check out, what is it, season three or four that we're on? Um, It's maybe three or four, I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that I was can't... so helpful. Sorry. Yeah, right. I can't wait either <laughs> way to see the next uh, season. So that's Harley Quinn, and that is on HBO Max. That is a, a very pleasing pick to hear on your list. Mine is the oldest cartoon on my list, I dare say, on this episode. It is a cartoon that I grew up with that (laughs) my mom absolutely loved. It is from 1959. It is The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. Oh, cute. Which uh, I I watched, and it is, to this day, so funny. It is, you know, sometimes it's got the dad joke humor. Sometimes it just puts a smile on your face. You got Fractured Fairy Tales, Dudley Do-Right. You have the... Oh, is that where that's from? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have the regular uh, episodes with Rocky, Bullwinkle, and Boris and Natasha always being foiled in their weird Russian plots to uh, to take, take out Moose and Squirrel. You got Mr. Peabody and Sherman going back in time. I forget that that's where that's from as yeah, well. Yeah, there's so many things, and it's just so clever and funny. I adore this cartoon, um, and I, I just I will always be a purveyor and a champion of this cartoon for future generations just because uh, it's it's great stuff, great stuff. I love it. The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends from 1959. My ninth favorite cartoon. Excellent. My next one is also available on Disney+. Plus. It is from 92 to 97. And we're going to get more of it, I think, in a year. It is X-Men. That's this low on your this and Rugrats <laughs> is not in your top five. Okay. Wow! Right, great. No, no, no. <laughs> this is just stunning stuff. I can't believe. I can't wait to see the rest of your list. Cool. Wow. Uh, we all know what X Men is. It's superheroes with a, a particular genetic uh, superpower. Love. Superpower. Yes. Yeah. DNA, Sorry, yes. I'm so tired. <laughs> uh huh. Yes. And it's the first time I saw Storm. And I just fell in love with her and felt like this was the show that was actually cared about representation. Growing up in South Africa, you're surrounded by people of different ethnicities, cultures. And I felt like that definitely was lacking on TV. And Mm. so when I saw X-Men for the first time, I think at my cousin's house, I think, I could not get my eyes off of the tv Mm. like i was not going to go to the bathroom i was not going to get a snack i was not going to have a drink i all right could not move Mm. because i thought this was not only was it superheroes but it was superheroes of different cultures and ethnicities and i just i felt like this show was really special and it really is I still need to finish it. I was going to ask you, you're young enough. Did you watch the entire series? No, because it stopped airing. I don't know if it got moved to a different channel or what happened. Okay. We didn't live a consistent life. We didn't have a very scheduled life. Mm. And so it was hard to figure out when is this on and uh, often what was happening in South Africa at the time is they would the networks would buy one season or two seasons and they would just repeat over and over again, uh, which would be very frustrating and not necessarily in order either. So well, if you saw a double episode and 
it could be out of order. You could be watching episode 10, uh. and then the next episode they air would be episode 7. So I will say with this particular cartoon, I have not seen the whole thing for two reasons. One, I grew into high school and stuff while I was still going. So, you know, things changed. And, and also, like, often I would be pulled away from it. This aired at 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings on Fox. I mentioned before we would have to do outdoor projects a lot. Mm-hmm. There was no way in hell often. I would be able to be guaranteed to sit in front of the TV at 10 o'clock in the morning. We would be outside before then. But another problem I ran into is there was a lot of times when I finally did get the opportunity to tune in, it would be episodes I had already seen. Mm -hmm. So they repeated episodes a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. certain episodes like ones with apocalypse and right, you know, and mystique and turning people into mutants or whatever uh, that I, I have seen so many times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't exclusive to South Africa. That show repeated a lot, too. So interesting. I wonder if they were just like, oh, this one gets a lot of viewers. I don't I wonder know. if they were doing that. I have no idea. My eighth favorite cartoon is Chippendale Rescue Rangers from 1989 Yay. on Disney Plus. My first pick from the Disney Afternoon. The Disney Afternoon, for a while, was top shelf when it came to animation quality. The cartoons, it was for a while just rolling them out. And every single one was great. It was very reliable. And so... Because of that, I figured I would have a hard time picking what would make my list. And I did come up with with this cartoon as as one of my favorites. Absolutely. I, I love it. You know, I grew up with Chip and Dale in their shorts. And then to reimagine them with a team of of kind of mystery investigators, mm-hmm. uh, not not necessarily murder mysteries or whatever, but, you know, maybe someone was kidnapped or, or something was going on that wasn't right. The rescue rangers would figure it out, get to the bottom of it, and they'd make things right. And you had, like, villains like Top Cat and, and the, his goons. And it's just... Okay, the theme from Top Cat just jumped into my head. Oh, that's interesting. I did not grow up with that Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Yeah. But uh, I believe that was his name, wasn't it? No, Fat Cat. I'm, okay. I apologize. Fat Cat was the villain. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that has been seared in my brain. There's an episode where, like, underground mice or something are in charge of a cola drink called Cuckoo Cola. <laughs> I remember them singing the song "Cuckoo Cola," and and yeah, it, you know it being addictive or whatever. But yeah, anyway, I watch it now. I was not a, a fan of the movie, but uh, I watch the cartoon now, and I, I it brings me a lot of joy. Still, you could check it out on Disney Plus. That's Chippendale Rescue Rangers from 1989. My next one is from Disney. X Men is also on Disney. Just by the way, this one's from 2012 to 2016. It is Gravity Falls. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I considered that. Yeah. yeah. Twin siblings, Dipper and Mabel, 
Alpines spend their summer at their great uncle's tourist trap in the uh, Gravity Falls, Oregon area. And I just, it's it's got two or three seasons. I think it's two. But and serialized. Yeah. So you have to watch it in order. Yeah. There's, it's so well done. It's so sneaky. It gives you clues for what's to come. Everything is wrapped up in a nice neat bow. I finished this show three times and it's, it's so satisfying. The stories are so great. These kids are, I think, I think they're 12. So they're kind of like, or 10. So they're kind of really coming into their own. And Mabel's Mabel, got to be like 10. Uh, she, but I feel like, like she's 12 maybe, but I'm no, not sure. Isn't she the younger one? They're twins. Oh, I forgot they're twins. Sorry. So, well, she acts like she's 10. <laughs> sure. Uh, and they've both got this really cute personality, but so do the side characters. Uh, the uncle has, has is, is great. I think the uncle yes. is J.K. Simmons, maybe. Oh, I uh, forgot. It was someone maybe. familiar, wasn't it? Maybe. No, Alex Hirsch was oh, uh, Grunkle Stan. Yeah, and then there's people like Jennifer Coolridge. Kristen Shaw, Jason Ritter, Linda Cardellini, T.J. Miller. Yep. Yeah, and there's this show is pretty spoilery. Oh, Nick Offerman comes in for a little bit. Nathan Fillion. So it has, you know, a great like core cast and then um, you know extras as well. I I love this show. I don't know if Joe Pitt. Or Alex Hirsch is are working on anything else, but mm. this was really an enjoyable show. I can't recommend it enough. It's it's fantastic. So two things I'll point out. Apparently they are twelve year old twins, first of all. Yay. So I stand corrected there. Second, there were two seasons of a total of forty episodes. And here's the thing about that one, like Called me, call me an old codger, but I'm very skeptical of cartoons after a certain point mm. and a certain time period. I'm very skeptical of recent cartoons, especially. Mm -hmm. uh, but that one is one of a couple that really won me over. And, but, you know, it ended up having this big, huge quest uh, in a big, huge saga. I should say, and I was really impressed with it. So I, uh, I co-sign that pick. That is an excellent pick mm -hmm. on Disney Plus. Gravity Falls. My next one is also on Disney Plus. It is from 1987. Ducktales. No way. Yes. <laughs> that... Yes. Okay, I'm gonna let you talk. <laughs> so. I I found that my favorite Disney afternoon cartoons were DuckTales and Chippendale Rescue Rangers, my absolute favorites. Mm, mm. And I couldn't, like, I, I ended up placing them next to each other on my list because my feelings for them are so similar. Uh, DuckTales is not the oldest Disney afternoon show, uh, nor is it the oldest that I watched, it became a big part of my cartoon viewing childhood, part of my childhood. And revisiting it now, like, I realize how much I, I love the tone of it, the voice uh, actors, the voice performances. And and all, I realize how, like, 
it, there's something very comforting about seeing all these cast of characters. You know, the Beagle Boys mm. and Launchpad McQuack. Who's and, the witch again? Uh, 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 the sorceress. Yes, yes. I almost said Cruel Deville. That's <laughs> that's not <laughs> Wrong sure. that correct. That is uh, not correct. I gotta get the correct Ducktales up because there was a remake that I have not really seen much of. But uh, let me see here. Magicka Dispel. Oh, that's right. Yes, Magical Dispel, played by June Foray, who voiced Rocky, Rocket, uh, sorry, Rocky in uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, by the oh, way. Fun. She was a legend in animation, and uh, she passed away not long after the show, I believe. Also, there's, uh, what's his name? The, uh, it's not Fenton Crackshell. Who was the guy who was like in a kilt? I I swear that's Glumberg. Glumberg. Okay, I'm trying to uh, find his name, but uh, his full name. But yeah, he was also a, a, a regular thorn in the side of Scrooge McDuck. I'm sorry, it's Flintheart Glumgold. Yes, I just found it. I just as you did. Then there's Gyro Gearloose, and yeah, I believe there's like a robot duck. I, I can't remember his name. But, uh, you mean the scientist? No, no, no. That is Gyro Gearloose. I'm talking about the creation of Gyro Gearloose, who was like, a, a, it was a robot. And I can't remember his, giz, maybe it's Gizmo Duck. I don't know. But anyway, love, love uh, this cartoon. I don't want to spend too much more time on it, but uh, it's, it's one of the top shelf Disney Afternoon uh, cartoons, by far, I don't know that there's very many of the cartoons from the Disney Afternoon that could uh, top it. So it is my seventh favorite. It finishes up the bottom half of my list, available on Disney+. Plus. I think this is very amusing because my number six is the new DuckTales. I had a feeling that was the case. <laughs> I think it's really, really funny. So tell me like, what you love about the yeah. remake and why you prefer it over the original. So I haven't seen the whole of the original. I've only seen about eight episodes on repeat of oh, DuckTales. Okay. And... I, I I watched one or two episodes of the new DuckTales on a plane, and I was like, this is freaking hilarious. Mm. Uh, not only am I enjoying the story, I'm enjoying the characters. I also like how Webby is depicted in these stories. She's okay. not just the little girl that's like, oh, whiny, and please play with me. Mm. She's actually this really great independent, uh, wants to be involved, but does it in a really healthy non-terrible, stereotypical female way. Okay. Uh, Are you saying that the other one that. is terrible, I think the way they depict her is terrible. I wow. don't think it's fair at all. All right. So we've got... Also, the voice actors are awesome. David Tennant is Scrooge. We've got Ben Schwartz, Danny Pudi, Bobby Mohanahan as the, the nephews. Mm. We've got Kate. Yeah, Kate, Kate Mikuchi. Yeah, mm -hmm. as Webby, and, and then there's a bunch of awesome guest stars, like Jim Rash as Gyro, and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. What? 
Crazy. And one of my favorite, Margot Martindale. And, and she plays this, Mrs. Beagle? Yes. Uh, That's hilarious. Isn't that great? June Foray and played Ma Beagle. Judy Bowen is in there for a couple episodes. Wow. It's just, it's Jamila Jamil. It's so fun. And it's very satisfying mm. there's you know there's lots of little easter eggs that happen especially in the last season when they're wrapping things up everything is wrapped up beautifully so it's serialized yeah all right well this isn't serialized but i see your cast and i raise you a jim cummings <laughs> a miriam okay. flynn wait 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 a <laughs> kathleen freeman a tress mcneil a a frank welker and an alan young Okay, the thing is, no one can compete with Jim Cummings, but I'll raise, you, I'll raise you some more. I've Peter got Cullen. Al- I'm raising you more. I've got Allison Janney here. I've got Lance Reddick. I've got... These are all just guests. Hey, Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings is back, back as, as Darkwing Duck. Noise. And let's see if everyone else comes back, because then I freaking win. Nia Vardalos from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. We've got Jason Matsukas. John DiMaggio. I get it. I get it. I yeah, get so it. All right. I think I would. I don't know. Mine's actual. I went a little bit more than you. Uh-huh. Uh, to, point oh, of fact, by the way, the original DuckTales, 99 episodes. You've only seen eight of those 99 Stephanie episodes. Stephanie Beatrice. Yeah. Okay. I, I love her. <laughs> I get it. I'll, I, I do I want will. I will go back and I will watch the original. How many episodes are there? Actually, 101. I just, uh, really? it just loaded. Okay. 101 episodes. You've seen eight, apparently. So there's definitely this a This one lot. is 75. Uh-huh. All right. This was also a pandemic show for me. Mm. So Very good. All right. So we're in halfway point. My halfway point cartoon is... From 1988, most of these cartoons are going to be from the 80s and 90s. I think Rocky and Bullwinkle may be the exception. Garfield and Friends. I grew up loving Garfield, and the cartoon was great. I don't, I don't know. Maybe some of his humor doesn't hold up as like knee slappers these days, but I, I still love the general tone of it. Jim Davis, the creator of Garfield created the cartoon Lorenzo music who was, I I feel like in the eighties you had like six voice actors to draw from (laughs) because so many people like, I mean, Frank Welker, Peter Cullen, uh, Lorenzo music were used often in cartoons back then. I mean, like these people, they have resumes in, that are like in the 400s, 500s or whatever because of the 80s and 90s. But Lorenzo music, he voices Garfield. He's fantastic in it. He is the voice of Garfield in my mind. I feel like Bill Murray was a, a, a very good replacement good. in a crap movie that he's even embarrassed to be in. But I wish that that voice was applied as a nice follow-up to Lorenzo Music, who unfortunately passed away. You have also, though, the and friends aspect, which is Acme Acres, if I remember correctly, which is like a barn, uh, like farm animals. You have Bo. uh, I can't remember Bo's sister or whatever. They're, They're sheep. You have Wade the duck, who's like afraid of everything. There's there's a pig. There's there's a whole bunch in this farm. That's really kind of funny. 
and I don't know. I just really appreciate it. I always think of the episode where Wade, it's a very early episode, I believe, Wade <clears throat> accidentally pulls off the tag of a pillow or something. <laughs> and he sees, he reads the tag and it says, by penalty of law, don't read, don't tear this tag. And so he gets paranoid and he fantasizes what would happen. Like, would he get thrown in jail? <laughs> What would happen I remember if, you showing me that. That's actually a really good segment. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and there's a lot of great Garfield stuff, too. And and I think it's... I'm not seeing it on the IMDb right now, but there's, like, a, a clown character that's really annoying in, in Garfield and Friends and annoys uh, Garfield. And uh, anyway, I love it. Garfield and Friends from 1988. It's my sixth favorite cartoon. It had 122 episodes. I have to say, I did. I was reluctant to watch the Christmas special. Oh, love that! And then we watched, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is really good." Yeah, it's really this sweet. This is really beautiful, mm. and really speaks to what it's what is Christmas like when not everyone is there anymore. Ah, yes, yes, exactly. That was a Garfield Christmas special. Which aired the year before Garfield and Friends uh, debuted. Hmm. Also with Lorenzo Music. All right, Shannon, I'll shut up about it. What was your fifth favorite cartoon? I'm very keen to find out. Yeah, my fifth favorite is My Little Pony Friendship is Magic from 2010 to 2020. It did make your list. Okay. Yeah. I was, uh, they're very good. Yeah, awesome. I, awesome. I watched the first episode and I was like, knowing, seeing where everything began, knowing where everything ended, I'm like, this is such a good freaking show. This is what you should be doing mm. with characters. Kids need to see character arcs. Kids need to mm. see how to problem solve relationship issues, mm. whether it's friendship or significant other. It's so important. It's such a good skill. And you can learn all of that from this show. I, I love how they're constantly trying to right wrongs in this show together as friends. Mm. It's the and it best doesn't, part. It's not too sweet, right? It's not saccharine or, or no. You know, like, I think how they how they balance the neutral sweetness. I want to say compared to what existed before, like maybe the Care Bears and yeah, point of contrast. Yeah, um, is they have these characters that represent different parts or different types of personalities. Mm-hmm. You have a character called Pinkie Pie that's kind of like a friendly version of Deadpool, always breaking the, <laughs> you know, breaking the the fifth wall and fourth wall. Fourth yeah. wall and you have Twilight Sparkle who is a, a she has the ability to be a leader, but she finds that through friendships that's how she can be a good leader you have the athletic character you have the hard worker character you have the shy character you have the character that seems vain at first but is actually using using her talents to make people to make other characters feel good about themselves Mm. and you know there's just there's so many things that get set up in season one that conclude either through the season or by the final season it's ready, you know, and the final season didn't feel rushed. Mm. So a lot of things actually get resolved in the season before the final and, and then final is just wrapping things up nicely. And there's just, there's so many characters they're exploring beyond their own town and city. They go to different sections. And so this, this world building is really fantastic. And 
I, I can't say enough good things about it. I think the characters are great. I do not mind having all the merchandise. It's great. Yeah, uh, that one is one that I was very... I, I didn't get into at all like you and our son, but I was reluctant at first. I was like, how dare anybody touch anything from the 80s? Why remake it? Yeah, I, I but, thought that way too. Well, you're not even a fan of the original. Though. No, no, not really. You know, but especially the animation style, I find um, a lot of animation these days, the style bugs me. But, you know, I... I definitely see a lot of value in this show. It does seem to be superior, in fact, to the original. So I was wondering if this would squeak on the list. I'm really glad to see it did, and it's deep in the list there. My fifth favorite. This might surprise you a little. We're, we're getting into the pillars of my childhood here. And this was a big one. A big one for me. 1986's The Real Ghostbusters, available on Amazon Prime. Yay. If I, there are times in my life where if I were to have made this list, it probably would have been at the top of the list. Uh, If I were to, off the top of my head, have tried to make this list, The Real Ghostbusters would have been the first three that came to mind. So I knew it was going to be on this list. I'm mildly surprised it's down to four, five on the mm-hmm. list in its placement. But I really love this cartoon. I don't know if it's one. It was a Saturday morning cartoon, but I don't know if it's one that I got to see the entire series of. And I'm really glad that it's on Amazon Prime. I'm going to really look into that because I thought I owned the entire series and I found out. The only way you can own the entire series is if you obtained an out-of-print firehouse. Very expensive. Well, now it, it's very expensive now because it's out-of-print. Firehouse uh, box set of this show. And that that's a huge bummer because, um, A, streaming's unreliable. It being on yeah. Amazon Prime, you know, things come and go on Amazon Prime, you know. And, and then next thing you know, you have to buy the whole goddamn thing to stream. Or not at all. And I love this show. You had Lorenzo Music playing Peter Venkman. You had Arsenio Hall playing Winston. And uh, you have a whole uh, cast of characters. This was essentially a continuation of what you saw in the movies. That was the intention originally. Except there's, I don't know that Louis Tully is in the cartoon. Do you remember if Louis Tully is in the cartoon? On the episodes I've seen, there is no Louis. Okay. I wasn't positive about that, but uh, every every everything else pretty much is in it, and it's fantastic. Well, there, and he has an action figure, right? Right. That is the thing. I have the Firehouse and action figure set from the original 1980s uh, real Ghostbusters action figures. I got Slimer. I got Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I got Ecto-1. I've got the whole cast of characters and some extra ghosts. Uh, so it was a big, I had a real Ghostbusters poster in my bedroom. Like, I am serious when I say this was one of the pillars of my childhood. I ate this shit up. And uh, I, I will still do so gladly uh, today. Dave Coulier also voiced in it, too. I, I forgot about that. Frank Walker played a uh, uh, Ray Stance. I think Dave Coulier eventually took over for Lorenzo Music as 
what happened there, I believe. Anyway, it's a uh, it's all confusing. I I will be shocked if this thing does not make your list, Shanna, just because we're huge ghost heads. Um, and uh, I can't remember why I brought the brought it up on IMDb. So there was 140 episodes of it though. So anyway, jeez. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. We, we are really missing out. It, it lasted for Maybe almost Maybe we just six... haven't gotten to Lewis Tully being in there. Oh, that's why I opened this up, to see if Lu- I could find Lewis Tully in the cast list. And I don't think he pops up immediately in the cast list. Mm-hmm. But you know how frickin', uh IMDb can be a little weird with its cast list here. So I like that show. I haven't seen enough of it to put it on my list, but I do have... Uh, t-shirts of the real Ghostbusters and I also have a t-shirt of Winston I remember it had its own iconic ghosts too like there was the Sandman uh, who would blow sand mm. and make and people fall asleep that guy and... creeps me out yeah yeah He's there's so the creepy. boogeyman they had like its creature its character designs were creepy sometimes yeah. there was the old lady in the house and it turns out the entire house was constructed. That was creepy too. Yeah. That's the thing. Each episode is really, really creepy and don't we have a book? We have a Ghostbusters book and it includes something about the real Ghostbusters and they talk about how they would send the the animation away to be colored in another country and the it was an asian country and they didn't know what pizza was so they made it like green or something oh interesting you don't remember that no no it was some different color it might not have been green but it was it was a pretty interesting story yeah no it's great it's also interesting to read why is it that the characters look different from the movies and why is it called the real ghostbusters instead of just ghostbusters All that sort of stuff is fascinating, but um, but yeah. Anyway, I love the cartoon, and you can find it on Amazon Prime. I have the Playmobil Ghostbusters, like from the movie, but then I also have the Playmobil real Ghostbusters from you know the show, and that's been a lot of fun to have around. So my next one is I had to include one of these shows. It was just a matter of which one do I like the most. Mm. And it turns out, out of the Scooby-Doo franchise, the one I love the most, the one where I felt like it did really well, it was serialized, it finished everything in a nice big bow. Serialized, huh? Was Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Huh, and you like Mystery that? Mystery Inc. You like that more than Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? I believe so, yeah. Huh. I mean, this is like really focused. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas the other episode, you know, the, that show is a little all over the place. Well, yeah. Uh, and it only lasted for two seasons. Yeah, but it, that's all it needed. How you know? long did the Mystery Incorporated one uh, last? Oh, well, I thought that's what you were talking about. No. Mystery, <laughs> Mystery Incorporated also lasted only two seasons. It had 53 total, episodes. Yeah. Wow. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, how they played with the characters was great. Then they very quickly had another Scooby-Doo after that was that was more that kind of had a different animation style. Mm. So it changed the shapes of the characters and the lines and I just felt like no. Whereas this one was updated and was true to its form. So I enjoyed that. I think when they stray too far away, mm. uh, that's when things go bad. So kind of like the next show that came after that. And then Velma just didn't make any fucking sense. It was. 
I'm looking at the cast list here. You have Mindy Cohn from The Facts of Life as Velma. You got Frank Welker as Fred, who I I believe he's been Fred for a very, very, very long time. Uh, you have Matt Lillard as Shaggy. He's kind of taken over that character for quite some mm-hmm. time. Gary Cole, Patrick Warburton, Louis yes. Black, Vivica A. Fox, Tim Matheson, Francis Conroy, Tia Carrere, John O'Hurley, Linda Cardellini, mm-hmm. D. Bradler, uh, Bradley Baker. That's a that's a pretty big list of of uh, voice actors there. Oh, I love Maurice Lamarche. He's usually at Twisted Tunes, right? Well, yeah, you know him as uh, Brain and Pinky and the Brain, and, yeah. and a couple other things I've mentioned here. So it's it's a really good cast. It's uh, people that are very familiar, like Fred. Fred Teda. How do I say that? Uh, yeah, Tata Schiori. And then Jennifer Hale. They've been in a few shows that I've mentioned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. It must be really good in order for it to eclipse uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I would really get a kick out of, uh, what was it, this, the, the, the kids' version, the Scooby-Doo. Oh, a pup named Scooby-Doo? Oh. A pup named Scooby, Scooby. Yeah. A pup named Scooby. It was the early 90s, I believe. And I thought that was pretty fun to play with. I usually get a kick out of like, oh, let's make them kids, you know? Mm. Right. Uh, Pup named Scooby-Doo with the original cast of, of Casey Kasem as as Scooby or as a, as a Shaggy still. There's a preteen version in from 1988 mm. to 1991. That's cool that you grew up with that, too. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that one. I grew up with that one, and and of course uh, Scooby Doo, where are you? But also Scooby Doo and Scrappy Two. Oh yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, I'll also say, you know, there were straight to VHS movies. I really like the one with the Hex Girls. I even oh have, my gosh, there's a lot. I even of have those a things. Hex Girls shirt. Good lord, uh, I can't seem to find the movie. So if we ever find that, you know, I'm gonna scoop it up. All right, love. And that's available on HBO. And I didn't mention earlier that My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Four seasons are on Netflix. I don't know where the other three are. Huh. Was that originally on Netflix? I don't remember. It was. It was on Netflix for the longest time. And I see it's Discover. Discover Kids that has the rights. So maybe some of it's on Discover. Well, that's uh, going to be HBO Max soon. Uh, soon oh, to be well, called maybe that's Max, what we're running into. Because Discover and HBO are merging. All right. All right, my fourth favorite, another pillar of my childhood from 1987. This was a huge sensation. I was a big fan, had the action figures, watched the movies. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't think to go back and revisit that one. That's one that I've never finished. How many episodes did they have? I'll look that up in a second here. But here's the thing that occurs to me when I bring up that cartoon. One of of the things about this whole endeavor is I almost feel like you could make a list of best cartoon opening title sequences or or theme songs because... And it would mostly be stuff from the 80s. (laughs) I mean, yes and no. I mean, like the late... See, you could see a progression going through this project of animation and animation styles. And... Real Ghostbusters has a really great opening title sequence. And, of course, it has the original theme from the movie. But Ninja Turtles also is really cool with them leaping out of the turtle van and 
and all this sort of stuff that happens. And you have the really cool theme song that basically, this is another thing that happened in cartoons in the 80s. You would have the theme song explain who the fuck they are. (laughs) Right? Help catch you up. Tell you the premise. you're jumping into episode 10 or something. Well, think about it. I mean, like, you have Ninja Turtles explaining who they are, who the cast is. You have Thundercats did the same thing. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe did the same thing. Like, so many of these cartoons, like... Sometimes, if it wasn't the opening title sequence, it was the theme song during that sequence that literally, word for word, told you everything. There was a cartoon that keeps ringing around in my head. Did not make this list. You cannot stream it anywhere. It was called Hammer Time. It was about MC Hammer with magic shoes. I believe that also is another example of this, having like the, the title sequence explain the premise to you. Anyway, get back on track. Ninja Turtles was a huge freaking deal based on the comics, loosely based, let's say, on the comics by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This is a very toned-down version of those. Barry Gordon played Donatello. Townsend Coleman played Michelangelo. Rob Paulson played Raphael. Cam Clark played Leonardo. These are all, like, voice actors that were in dozens of things. James Avery, best known for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, played Shredder. I did not know that until the past year, by the way. Jim Cummings also uh, played a Shredder off and on. Tony J voiced. You, you just Here's the thing about cartoons like Ninja Turtles. What was cool about it is the huge cast of characters and villains. You know, I mean, it was, it was really creative stuff. Not only do you have a freaking like bumbling talking warthog and rhinoceros, <laughs> yeah, those with guys guns, are pretty fun, right? You also and, and you have a villain with like knives all over his arms and hands, but you also have a, a talking brain from another dimension. Yeah, you have a guy who considers himself the king of rats. You have some dude who uses sports equipment as weaponry. And then a reporter in a <laughs> yellow jumpsuit. Sure. Yeah, she that. inspired Kill Bill. Sure. <laughs> the fashion. I, not, yeah. I'm just saying there are so many characters in the cast of this show over its, I don't know how many seasons they had. Uh, it was it's 193 episodes. It was nine seasons, I believe. Eight or nine seasons. Uh, is very creative and it actually like fulfilled most of its its concept, its premise, uh, in what was possible. And so I love it, even though like Leonardo never actually used his swords to like Why? cut a bitch, you know, like <laughs> like you know parent advisory groups and all that sort of stuff. But still, like it's a great cartoon. I love then even to this day I have the turtle van what do you call it a uh, box set of the, the cartoon. And I still have a lot of the action figures in this house. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, my fourth favorite cartoon. It's from 1987 and it is the only one that will do. <laughs> There's a lot of so, Ninja Turtles. Cartoons. Uh, I might've missed it, but like, did, did you finish it? Uh, I don't think I saw the later seasons. Be- I think we need to have like a sit down and like finish shows that we didn't finish. Yeah, because again, that was one that ran into the years when I was in middle school and high mm. school. So I aged away from Saturday morning cartoons and didn't see the later seasons. I do get the impression that the last season or two is not as good 
as the first half, though, mm. based on IMDb ratings. But go ahead. What is your third favorite cartoon, Shanna? Okay, it's it's very very recent. It's uh, from 2018. Uh huh. It's still going. Uh huh. I believe a new season just started airing one episode at a time. Only its third season, I believe, yeah? Yeah. Huh? Uh, it's from Australia. Oh, my. <laughs> it's Bluey. <laughs> I freaking love this show so much. I I cannot get enough of it. It's just so calming. That's very true. I If yeah. I just feel, like, absolutely terrible, I will either put on... The Winnie the Pooh one, or I will put on Bluey. Oh, nice. And most of the time it's Bluey because yeah. usually with Winnie the Pooh, I'm going to cry. Maybe switch so, to Winnie the Pooh a little bit. <laughs> I'll stick with my Bluey. Thank you. You watch a lot of Bluey. Do, 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 I'm just saying. Do, 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 I don't even think. Have you even watched the DVDs that have episodes that's not available to stream? Well, we haven't gotten that one yet. This one doesn't have episodes that haven't streamed, it's the next season. That has episodes that haven't streamed. Are you sure? Because I'm like sure. the episode count is higher on the DVDs than on the stream. On what? Which which streamer is it on? Uh, Disney Plus. Okay, yeah, I think yeah. it's a higher episode count. Okay, well, I'll check it out. But I I love this. I think that the family dynamic is so great. It's about uh, mom and dad with their kids that are I believe they're like four and six, mm. and not only is it great for that but how they incorporate friends and neighbors and acquaintances and other leaders in their community like teachers Mm. is so great and i i love how it's so very relatable even Mm. if you're 36 Uh, you can relate to the six-year-old you can relate to the four-year-old you can relate to the mom and dad so hard Mm. And, and the grandma like it i just feel like this show is made and meant for everyone. It's meant to bring everyone together. And I think my favorite episode is probably Pass the Parcel. And I watched that with you. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not even... Sometimes what they do is they'll switch characters where like you'll get to spend some time with a different character uh-huh. past the parcel is a game that is known around different parts of the world it's apparently not very well known here no you have a gift and you wrap it in several different kinds of uh either pieces of newspaper or wrapping paper uh-huh. and the kids sit in a circle you pass it around uh, during music and if you pause the music that's when it has to stop and that kid gets to unwrap one layer. Mm-hmm. And eventually someone's going to end up with the gift and they get to take that home. And it's yes. always happening at a birthday party. So yes. even if you're not the birthday kid, there's a possibility you're going to end up with a gift. Yes. And it's a very intense game. And Let me ask you about this. That is a really good episode. You grew up with this idea of pass pass the parcel. Pa- pass the parcel? Yeah, I won once. Okay. In my whole life. <laughs> was this in lieu of gift bags to attendees? Like they, you didn't yeah. have gift bags. You had pass the parcel. Mm, because I don't think gift bags were a thing. Okay, because we definitely had gift bags growing yeah. up here. As no, a thank toughen you. Toughen up, kid. Only one other kid gets to go home with a. So a that gift. makes a lot more sense. That makes that even more potent. That that concept of that game. So I the, understand the thing that I you understand. would get when you went to a kid's birthday party that wasn't your own is you got some cake, yeah. you got some candy, got it, and you got to play games. Sure. 
Uh, so I definitely understand the adult's perspective on that episode even more. <laughs> you know, it just makes it more special. Well, what's great is, you know, you you have the new way of doing it eh. where they put like little crappy trinkets it's a candy a lot of it right no no it was like little bracelets and little eraser characters and things like that of that nature and everybody gets a turn (laughs) to unwrap yeah and then but everybody gets something yeah this dad says we're gonna play it the old way what's this new way and it's like so i feel like that is you yep you are that dad yep that's me yep and it's just such a beautiful episode and then seeing christmas during the summer uh uh, with a pool like that's also wonderful to see because that's what i grew up with so i there's a lot of it that's relatable in general relatability but then there's also a lot of it that's like relatable personally yeah i i had a i was wondering see this is what's fascinating about your list it's kind of all over different types and this is by the way it should be mentioned that these characters are dogs um, but uh, it, yeah, it's it, really great. It rocks my world. Yeah, your and list no, is no one dies. It's fantastic. Of course, it's very, it's quite varied. It's also the most socially conscious for today's world of all your cartoons too. Friendship of Magic is 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 getting there as well. But uh, but yeah, so I think it, there's a lot of value in that cartoon uh, today, even if you don't have. A guy with blades on his arms and hands fighting turtles <laughs> who know kung fu. No, no, these are just like characters that are trying to make the world a better place, <laughs> one family interaction at a time. All right, my my third favorite, another pillar of my childhood. That's, that's I'm telling you, that's what that's a lot of what this list is, but especially the five here. Very early in my childhood, actually. 1984, The Transformers. Oh, cool. I watched this thing today. Not literally today, but these days. And I love everything about it. And and, and also, it's kind of cool to watch as an adult because there's stuff I don't remember about some of the characters. Like, I didn't remember. I knew that... Bumblebee was a supporting character in the cartoon, mm-hmm. but I didn't remember he was like so supporting that he wasn't in a lot of the episodes, right? Whereas in the Michael Bay era, he's like the main character practically, right? I didn't realize that the Dinobots were just created <laughs> uh, by the Transformers. There's so many things. But but I, I I love the characters. I love the the voice acting by people like Casey Kasem, Peter Cullen, of course, who plays uh, Optimus Prime, Frank Welker as as Megatron. You have Starscream. You have so many different characters. Oh, especially in the first season. Did you know that they also take from in the the Michael Bay movie the main character human character in the cartoon is named spike witwicky and his father is in it too so they just changed his name from spike to sam in the 2007 oh, okay. movie kind of cool but uh the cast of characters in this is really awesome i love it you have scatman crothers as jazz uh you got like i said Dinobots, eventually insecticons too i even love the freaking 
car, uh, commercial bumpers that you can see in the DVDs where the, you know, they come in and come out. You have like a transformer, you know, spinning around, going from one form to another, shooting up the screen or whatever. And, and it'll say, Transformers, we'll be right back. I love this cartoon, even to this day, practically 40 years later. It lasted, by the way, from 84 to 87, 98 episodes. The first half of the series, it, I, it, I believe, is still much preferred over the second half of the series. There was a Transformers cartoon movie, animated movie, theatrically released, really? which sent shockwaves through the fandom that echoed into the cartoon series. And I think fan reaction altered, I could be wrong, but I think fan reaction altered the direction that the last season or so went. So anyway, uh, I just think this cartoon is awesome. Transformers. It's my third favorite cartoon of all time. All right. My second is, well, it's got currently 751 episodes. Oh, no. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine having a show yeah, with you, that many episodes? Talking about shows you haven't seen all the episodes of. I've mostly seen these. I've caught up in the last two years. Are you sure you haven't missed any seasons in between? I'm pretty sure. I'm. Uh, no, I don't think I've missed anything, really. Whoa. If anything, I've missed maybe 20 episodes. All right, tell tell. I know exactly what this is. Tell <laughs> everyone what cartoon this the is. The 751-episode show with 36 seasons. 36 freaking seasons. 36 seasons. This is, your, this is obviously also your favorite primetime cartoon, too. Oh, you had I guess it South would South Park earlier. Yeah. Go ahead. Is The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I don't know how I would explain it to you in any other way. Who doesn't it's, know what The Simpsons is? Do you really need to explain yeah. them? They've been around for 36 years. Yeah, it's a family of five that don't age. There's yeah. shenanigans. That's There's a little weird to me. But. commentary. It's a lot of fun at times. Sometimes it's humorous. Sometimes they don't quite hit the landing. Mm. Sometimes it's charming. Sometimes it, it it'll make you cry. Uh, very rarely will it make you do that, I think. But Yeah, I was going to say, wow. There's a few episodes that really touch my heart, like when Homer meets his mom uh, as an adult. That, that, that one makes me cry. My favorite season is probably season six with the rear window episode where hmm. Bart has, you know, is injured and he's watching everything through a telescope and stuff while they have a swimming pool. Uh-huh. And Lisa is really popular. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I've seen I think I've seen you watch that. Yeah. And that particular one for their, you know, they have their annual horror uh episode. Yes, that's the Treehouse tree of horror. horror. Treehouse of Horror. And that's yes. the one that has the shining or they say the shining, uh-huh. which is my favorite horror episode. I'm enjoying the later episodes. They have one where Marge takes up spinning class and spinning spinning class when you know by whatever it is. Oh, spin cycle at or whatever? home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. And that's pretty funny. And I enjoy this show. You'd think they'd run out of things to do or things to comment on, but the world keeps spinning. So so do they. Okay, Simpsons fan, you said you've seen all the seasons. Yeah. First of all. Best Treehouse of Horror. Uh, 
That's my favorite is in season six. Season six. Best season or seasons of The Simpsons. Is season six. It's all season six. <laughs> Worst. It's perfect for me. Worst season uh, of The Simpsons. I think it was 11 or 12 I didn't like. That's uh, the bottom yeah. of the barrel. Yeah, sure. Okay. And I kind of like how the animation evolved. They waited a long time and then eventually, you know, it changed. And mm. who doesn't like like the little couch gags at the beginning of the episodes? Those are so fun. Wow. Right on. All right. The Simpsons. Oh, and I think my favorite character is probably Lisa. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then side character. I get a kick out of Ned Flanders. He's trying so hard to like stay neutral. Uh-huh. And so when he has episodes where he loses it a little, yeah. whether it's like something, you know, whether it's in a small way, like he's going to have cocoa and extra marshmallows or something more extreme, I, I get a kick out of those episodes. All right. And is that available on Disney Plus? All it's seasons? It's kind of all over the place. Okay. It's on Disney and it's on Hulu. It looks like the most recent episodes go to Hulu. Okay, well that that makes sense, but the rest of the series is all on Disney Plus. I don't know if it's all on Disney Plus. I think it is. Okay, all right. Okay, my love. What's your number two? My second favorite cartoon. I, I can't believe how few overlap we have. Oh my god, you haven't even mentioned the real Ghostbusters. I don't think on your list. Holy shit! I already told you it's not making it. Wow. Because I haven't seen enough. What? Yeah. Bonkers to me. My second favorite is from 1992. It's available on HBO Max. It's, I think half of my list is available to stream. So this is the uh, fifth one. It is Batman the Animated Series. This one comes as a no-brainer for many people because... Batman the Animated Series, while it did evolve over time to uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin and, and I think something else, it was still top shelf animation. It had this art deco kind of style to it. Uh, it was very moody. It kept with the Danny Elfman theme from the Tim Burton movies Uh, it was released i think the same year as batman returns the second batman movie but it but it had its own thing going on where it didn't like just because it was a cartoon it didn't try to be cartoony right Mm. it tried to suit the idea the mood of this darker version of batman um while still being family friendly And you had what many consider to be the best Batman, played by the recently departed Kevin Conroy, who uh, was fantastic. And often, I can't believe this, actually not often, 15 out of 85 episodes? My God, okay. Uh, There was 85 episodes total, and only 15 of them featured The Joker by Mark Hamill. It feels like a lot when you're binging. I, I I really thought my memory thought that it was he was a lot. You have Robert Costanzo as Detective Bullock. Uh, you have Efren. Um, I enjoyed him. <laughs> Efren Zimbalis Jr. as Alfred Pennyworth. Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon. Richard Mole from Night Court as Harvey Dent. 
uh, Arlene Sorkin as the original Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was introduced in this series. Yay, Harley. Uh, Adrian Babeau as Catwoman. John Vernon as Rupert Thorne, one of the, uh, I want to say gangsters. Paul Williams as the Penguin. It it really was like, these may not be A-list names, except maybe Mark Hamill, but it really was a really great cast, and it had it, it did a great job of adapting the rogues gallery of Batman. Even Clayface and Man Bat had a few episodes in it. Killer Croc as well. Uh, it's it's fantastic. I think it's it's a great cartoon for pretty much any age. I think. It's such high quality that adults can appreciate it just as much as kids or preteens. Do you have a favorite episode? <clears throat> I don't know. I know you do. Mm-hmm. I know you do. Why don't you talk about your favorite episode? Well, I take a quick glance and see if I can come up with one an answer for you. I might talk about it in a minute. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I know Heart of Ice with uh, Mr. Freeze was really good. Ah, mm. oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember them. I also don't want to get it mixed up with the animated movies, too, uh, because that's a big thing. Two-Face. I think maybe Two-Face is a really great one. It was a two-parter. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I think, like, the way that Harvey Dent is personified in this series was was really great and I don't blame anyone for confusing this version of Harvey Dent uh, played by Richard Mull with the actual uh, canon of Harvey Dent uh, because it, it was a really strong portrayal of that character. So anyway, there's a lot to be said about Batman, the animated series. I'm so glad I have the box set on Blu-ray it would have been really awesome if they made a box set out of the Batmobile because that Batmobile oh, yeah. is like That's my favorite Batmobile. It's baller. I dude. have two hot wheel versions of that car. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All right, Shanna. So this one was an early contender for your list an early contender for the top of your list. Did it make your list as your favorite cartoon of all time? Yeah, it did. <laughs> you, you've said so much about it. I'm like, okay, what am I going to say? Uh, this was the show that would be on Cartoon Network and, again, would have repeat episodes. And this was the show I didn't care. I didn't care if it was repeating because each episode was so unique. It wasn't too uh, serialized. So Right. So I it, it didn't bother me, you know. It was only when there were two parters, like the Demon's Quest and oh, uh, yeah. Two Face, and I think there's a couple others. Yes, there's definitely uh, a couple Heart others. of Heart of Steel, mm. and I, I just this is my favorite Joker of all time. This is my favorite Batman of all time. This is my favorite Catwoman and Harley. Uh, although you know, Birds of Prey, Margot Robbie is probably the favorite. But I just, I really enjoy this show so very much. The music, the score is fantastic. The animated style is fantastic. The fact that we're actually getting dark is great Mm. Uh, and humanized. The villains are humanized, except for the Joker, because, you know, he's like the lone wolf. But I, I, 
I thoroughly enjoy Clayface's origin and how his his story ends. Mm. I love seeing. I don't think we get a clear idea of how Penguin ends up is the way he is, but we do see him struggle to make human connections with others when he does want that. Mm. And that's totally relatable if people are perceiving you in one way and there's no wiggle room mm. to be any other way. Uh, that can be really frustrating. So everything is, is somewhat relatable. Even Harvey Dent, his arc is fantastic. My favorite episode is probably episode 35 from season one, Almost Got Him, mm. where the villains, it's Poison Ivy, it's Joker, it's Two-Face, I think Croc, Killer Croc is there? Yep. Uh, Penguin is there? Yep, you got them all, I think. Like, they're all there having a card game. It's it's really fascinating that they're all together in, at all in the first place. And they're talking about how they almost got Batman. And then I think this is also the episode where theories of Batman circle around a little bit. Or at some point in the ser- series, someone suggests it's Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember who says it, but the whoever says it's Bruce Wayne, he's telling Joker and Two-Face. And they look at him absolutely flabbergasted because Two-Face was, you know, Harvey was friends with Bruce Wayne. Right. And it's it's just fascinating how close they come to get Batman. And... I love that. I, I love how Batman's portrayed in this one. I love the Catwoman-Batman uh, relationship. There's mm. an episode or two where, like, they're getting to know each other, and she she ends up getting away. He's, like, co- sort of, like, lulled into a full sense of security, and then he, she does something to him, and he's like, hey... <laughs> uh-huh. like, he's such a boy. It's It's so funny and so... It's just, it's it's the perfect DC show. It's perfect. Also worth noting, David Warner plays Rachel Ghoul. You know, I'm looking through this and I forget that this is one of those cartoons where the first season had 60 episodes, yeah, and every season afterward had 10 or less episodes, yeah. which was, I it's that's weird to me. I don't know how that sort of stuff worked out, but yeah, it's a it's a great one uh, for sure. I don't think anyone could blame you. For picking it as your favorite cartoon of all time. But can you guess what my favorite cartoon of all time is? Well, I was actually going to come back to you. Did you figure out a favorite episode? Oh. I also like the episode with the computer sort of hell type scenario. I don't remember what episode that is, but that was a pretty fun one. It was interesting. I recently watched from, it turns out, season three, an episode called Bane. That introduces mm. Bane from the, the comics into the cartoon. And there's like the way that Batman defeats Bane in the cartoon is actually kind of more gruesome and horrifying than mm-hmm. anything I've seen in any of the films ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one definitely stands out to me. Also, they get his more Latino background than any version I've seen on film, too, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that is the episode we watched. I also like, I like Catwoman, uh, S- Selena? Yes, yeah, Selena Kyle, yeah. Selena Kyle, I like seeing how she's portrayed. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, these bad guys, except Joker, 
and maybe Penguin had good intentions to start with, and then things just went really bad for them. Well, I don't know if that's the case with the Riddler either, but uh, it's I mean, been I'm a long sure time. I'm not sure about Harley. They don't really give Harley her origin story here. Don't they? Don't don't, don't they explain so. the whole like she was a psychiatrist to the Joker thing in Arkham Asylum? Uh, maybe they did. Two concussions, you know. Anyway, All right, so your favorite? Yes, you didn't guess. Uh, it's not Care Bears. No. <laughs> I still need to rewatch some of those, but no. Golly, what, what could it be? I haven't actually got a clue. What is it? It's from 1992. Oh, is it X-Men? It's <laughs> available on Disney+. Plus. I'm really sorry. You gave up. You can't just name after you gave up. Okay, hang it, on. It just... is X-Men, which... You know, we talked about how it was a cartoon that repeated a lot of episodes. So there's a lot of episodes from the first season or two I saw over and over. All those episodes with Morph, for crying out loud, I saw over and over. Poor you Morph. Know. But yeah, I mean, this was this was a huge deal when it came out. This was, I think, also my introduction to the X-Men and what got oh, me yeah. into comics, I believe. Wow. Uh, because I did start collecting comics when I was 12, originally. And... I was definitely keen on the X-Men because of this this cartoon. It had a huge cast of characters, and what they could do was really freaking cool. And I just I just loved them immediately. I know that sometimes it can be really melodramatic. Yes. But so can the comics, especially at that time. You know, especially when it comes to Scott and Gene and Wolverine. Oh, my God, the triangle. You know, all the times he's like, Jesus. Wolverine's like, Gene. Uh. Anyway, but it, it's still really great, uh, you know, even though, again, like Wolverine never slices and dices with his claws, <laughs> uh, unless it's a robot, of course, he sliced and diced plenty of Sentinel, but it's still really awesome. And they tried doing versions of what you saw in the comics in the show. It wasn't literal translations for some reason. But they did versions of it, so you'd get a little bit of Days of Future Past. You'd get a little mm. bit of, uh, what's it called? Uh, not Execution of Song, but Extinction Agenda with the Genosian. Would that be satisfying, ones. though? Oh, yeah. at that time, it absolutely would have been. Oh, I would have lost my shit. I think there's, I don't know if I've seen it, but I think I heard that there's even a Age of Apocalypse episode or something. I want to watch that. There's a lot, there's a little bit of Fall of the Mutants with Apocalypse trying to turn mutants into his horsemen. So there's a lot of really great stuff. At the time, like most of the characters you saw in the comics were brought into the series, at least as guest stars. I don't know, I think it was really trying to be current with the Jim Lee, Chris Claremont era. Because it doesn't start with with the original five being the original uh, X Men in in the show, so you don't have Cyclops, uh, Jean Grey, Beast, Iceman, and Angel. You have ever you you have basically Bobby Drake, Iceman appearing in one episode as a guest, and you have like 
Warren Worthington in his Archangel days more often, more often than not. And then you have like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants with I think primarily Mystique. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you it was it was uh, otherwise a really awesome show. Also with a really great theme song. Also, it's like one of the best theme songs. Yeah, I know people. I know of people who have had that as their ringtone at some point in their it adulthood. Right. Right. Sounds like great adulthood. Well, you should you should do that then. And he also had a really cool opening title sequence that explained what every character's power is, mm. more or less. And that visually, Ju- yeah, yeah, and that Jubilee was kind of your entry point too. She was the new mutant into the whole thing. Anyway, X Men was a really great cartoon. I I I I think it's still pretty well animated for Saturday morning cartoon quality in 1992 to 1997. I love the hell out of it. I couldn't wait for it to be published. And I'm so glad I have the entire thing on DVD. Uh, so that is my absolute favorite cartoon of all time. Shanna, what were some shows that barely missed your list? Yeah, so there's a new show on Apple TV that's adapted from... A trilogy of books it is shape island about the oh. characters circle square and triangle it's really beautifully done wow that you love that that much i huh? love it that much wow. uh cory carson is one of those that i really love that didn't quite make it okay freakazoid <gasps> i wish yeah it, yeah i'm I, surprised that didn't make your list that's such a such a well-balanced bizarre crazy show uh-huh you know, and I just I, I needed to watch more of it to be able to determine that. That one and the Animaniacs or Tiny Toons, like you love Tiny yeah, Toon so Adventures. Tiny Toons fell off. A Spy Family, Steven Universe, Craig Spy of the Family? Creek. Spy Family is an anime. Oh okay. Oh um, oh oh yes yes. Over the Garden Wall is just one season, but it's fantastic and well put on HBO. Avatar: Last Airbender, the the first run. What else is here? Magic School Bus. <gasps> Magic School Bus didn't make your list. No. One Whoa. Piece. One Piece I considered. Really? Uh, oh. She-Ra, the new one. You can't find the old one. She-Ra anywhere. and the Princesses oh, of yeah. Power. Gummy Bears. Mm. Ghostbusters. Martha Speaks. <gasps> Gargoyles didn't make your list. Gargoyles didn't make it. You love Gargoyles. I do. Samurai Jack. I remember watching a few episodes and mm. so I revisited it and it's serialized and I'm like, oh, I do not have time to jump into this show. But, but didn't, it's fantastic. Like, watching some of these, didn't it like kind of take you back in any yeah. way or like, yeah. didn't you get some of the feelings of, oh yeah, I really love this at all? With the ones that made the list, yeah. But not the yeah. ones that didn't, not at all. Yeah, well the, a little bit, but the ones that made the list were much stronger. Wow. Uh, Tiny Toons, Pinky and the Brain, Angela Anaconda was this weird show that was animated but then it had like everything was like normal animated it was collage style but then the faces and the, the people were photos, black and white photos, but color collage clothing and backgrounds were the rest weird super weird but super interesting late 90s cgi it looks like oh that's hideous (laughs) oh my god yeah it was weird but i really liked it back then 
Uh, then Dog City was one that I wish I could have revisited. That was one that I really used to love when uh, I would get home and that would be on just in time after uh, coming home. You did not pick the right thing. Yeah, I found a Jim Henson that's not, thing. That's okay. not what I grew up with. And Wild Kratz is a really good one. That's what I have so far. What's the Martha Speaks? That I don't know if it's called Martha Speaks or if it's just Martha. Okay. Martha know. Speaks. Yeah, Martha yeah, 2008. Speaks. It's this fun PBS show where the dog ate alphabet soup and now they <laughs> know how to speak. Okay. And All right. It's really fun. It's cute animation. It's dogs. Yeah. <laughs> huh. What's not to like? Very simply animated too. Not not too yeah. complex. Um, I like a lot of the PBS shows. So yeah. What about you? Well, what, what fell off? What was in consideration? Okay, so I'm going to go in order of what like almost made the list. Okay. Spider-Man from the 90s. That that was an awesome cartoon, but the reason why it didn't make my list is because it's hard to like you can't just like watch random episodes of it even though like like so many of his enemies would pop up like throughout the series because like what they would do is one or two complete story arcs in each season. So like an episode would be chapter seven of this story arc, chapter eight or whatever, you know? So it's kind of like it has this, it's hard to get an entry point. Um, I'm glad it's on Disney Plus for everyone to be able to see because that also did not get a good DVD release. It was like a hodgepodge. I think there's like four DVDs out there and they're kind of hodgepodge episodes, which doesn't work well for that series. Tiny Toon Adventures, rewatching that, I had a lot of love for that. And that I, I just, I, there's no way I could kick out Super Mario Brothers Super Show. So uh, Tiny Toon's Ad- Adventures left off. Tailspin, which I was surprised there weren't more. That has more. been stuck in my head all week. Noise. That's probably my third favorite Disney Afternoon cartoon. Although The Adventures of Gummy Bears is right there. That was the first ever Disney Afternoon cartoon. And uh, that's still really good. That's from 1986. And that has a, a great cast of characters, great cast of voice actors uh, to... I, those two are neck and neck. Um, the thing about the Disney afternoon is after Goof Troop, I really kind of fell off of it. And mm. that's when it introduced. I considered Goof Troop, but then I checked it out again and I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Gargoyles followed after Goof Troop. And now it's like, okay, well, we're getting in territory that isn't what I know Disney afternoon to be. So I wasn't into gargoyles like you were. And then after that was bonkers. And that's when I was really out. I was like, I'm done. Oh yeah. Remember when we tried watching bonkers? Yeah. Only a a week ago. Um, (laughs) You were a fan of bonkers growing up. I used to be. Yeah. Cause you were the right age for it. I was like 14 or something. And I was like, Nope, I'm done watching it now. Like, neither of us can really stand it. And I kind of feel like Disney Afternoon started to fall apart from there. Only Adventures of Gummy Bears and Tailspin almost made the list. Thundercats? Oh, yeah. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Man, that reminds me. I I, I wanted to consider Biker Mice from Mars and SWAT Cats. 
and Pirates of Darkwater, but I couldn't access any of those shows. Not available at all. So Thundercats is available somewhere. And I know that someone did a remake of Thundercats also, which I haven't watched. I'm kind of curious because I watch Thundercats now and it's like really creative, cool concepts, cool characters. Mumra is kind of an iconic cartoon villain of the 80s. It's got a badass theme song, cool opening title sequence. I don't know that it ever like actually fulfilled its concept. I enjoy watching it, but I don't love it. Same thing with He-Man and the Masters of Universe. Oh my god, that was a big part of my early childhood. And um, it has a huge, huge creative cast of characters. Mm-hmm. I'm like really creative cast of characters, mm-hmm. right? Every single character is very different. But I watch it and it's like, it's, I don't know how it's possible, but 1983 filmation was kind of wooden and it also doesn't fully fulfill the promise of the potential of its concept. But I am interested in watching more of Masters of the Universe Revelations by Kevin Smith because that looks badass from what little I've seen. I've really been enjoying the She-Ra Princesses of Power. Right. Uh, That's been very enjoyable and it's such a great show that has uh, a lot of female leaders uh, in Mm -hmm. it and I I enjoy it thoroughly. Superman. Yeah, I tried watching that one and couldn't get into it. I I can't believe that because that cartoon is is awesome. Speaking of the t- Timverse, but I figure I have one Bruce Tim cartoon. There's there's only room for one Bruce Tim on this <laughs> list. And I just I always What was his other one? Was it Justice League? Uh yeah, so it went That was a good show. It went Batman animated series, Superman, then Superman Batman kind of combined in a movie and then it segued to Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited, I think. And you recently watched all of those. I almost finished it, but yeah, I really... You didn't watch all of Superman, to be clear. I couldn't get through Superman. Yeah, I don't know why. Which is why. really weird. I don't yeah. know why. So I considered into that. him. I considered that. Also, Inspector Gadget was a cartoon that I loved as a kid. Mm. Uh, I'm very surprised to see that the scores on IMDb are like less than 7 out of 10. They're like, there's a lot of fives and sixes for that cartoon. Yeah. I'm very surprised. I don't know why there's a lot of hate for Inspector Gadget. I checked out a lot of Disney shows that I was growing up with, like The Little Mermaid, 101 Dalmatians, Tarzan. Mm, yeah. Um, Aladdin? I didn't get to go back to that one or Hercules, but the mm. ones that I did get to go back to, I was like, oh, this doesn't quite make the list like, uh, at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Goof Troop, I got through five minutes. Really? And that was it. Really? Oh, wow. I'm surprised by Maybe that. Maybe I picked the wrong episode. I don't know. I don't either. I was just noticing, you know, I, I went through the entire history of Hanna-Barbera. Not that I watched them all, but I was kind of looking through, like, what everything that Hanna-Barbera did, what, trying to figure out what my favorite would be. And I noticed that not a single Hanna-Barbera cartoon made my list, I believe. Mm. I don't think they did Transformers, but I can't remember who did. I think if I have to compare there, like, if I went between... Flintstones and Jetsons. I prefer Flintstones. Yes, yeah, same here for sure. And I that was uh, reinforced when I watched some of the Jetsons too. The Smurfs, easily the longest running Hanna Barbera cartoon. I did watch that, and and you know what the thing is, I like 
Hanna-Barbera cartoons. I don't love Hanna-Barbera cartoons. So that includes Smurfs, Flintstones, Yogi Bear Show. They bring a smile to my face, but I don't laugh out loud all the time. Yeah. I don't love them. I checked out Tom and Jerry again. I grew up with Tom and Jerry, Scooby-Doo, and a couple others on, like, Wacky Races on repeat. Mm -hmm. And... When I checked out Tom and Jerry, I have a f- I have like five favorite episodes, mm. but the rest of the show not so much. Mm. And if you look at like an episode from one, two, three, four seasons, like the the last season was not great. Oh yeah, I'm uh, looking them up right now. You're talking about the new Tom and Jerry show from 1975 which I believe that's the one I was referring to before that kind of collected the original cartoons. Oh, it was a modern continuation of the original cartoon. So that's on uh, HBO Max, right? Yeah. Okay. And that lasted for 16 episodes, apparently. Yeah, there's like an episode where they go to Africa, and as a kid I was like, anything we, you know you see Africa represented, I'm like, yay. And then I watched that episode and oh, I was yeah. like, this is so cruel. Oh, I yeah. can't. Oh, no, no, no. I never want to see this episode ever again. I'm seeing stills of the cartoon and it does look like it's the original MGM shorts that mm-hmm. played before the movies. It, that, that animation does look about that old. I like you, them. I don't love them. Did you consider things like Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Pluto? No, episodes? because I couldn't. Because there was no actual... Look, there's modern cartoons that I know you've been watching, like the new Mickey uh, Mouse show. Okay. Whatever the heck that's called. Yeah. But there wasn't... Wonderful World of Mickey, I think, is one of them. Okay. There wasn't from my era of growing up. Like, they were uh, they were either aired randomly on the Disney Channel or there was that one program I found that was on the the early days of the Disney Channel that collected some of those uh, shorts and played them. I'm trying to find it right now, but there's just too many things. And then there's all the Mickey Mouse clubs. They're getting in the way of me finding the title I'm looking for. But mm-hmm. that, so no, then definitely not because otherwise it was like taken into consideration shorts. Yeah. Um, so I did not consider those. I'm still looking through. <laughs> All I can find is Mickey Mouse Club stuff right now. I can't remember yeah, the you're name. Right. I can't remember the name of uh, what that was in the early 80s. Um, but anyway, we have talked at great length. We've been uh, hopefully it's been a long episode. Hopefully it sounds like we've been fairly exhaustive on this subject. Our last film faves list. What are your favorite cartoons? Did you grow up around the same time as myself? Or were you more of a Nickelodeon cartoon channel type person? Or are you even it's younger than that? Cartoon Network. Sorry. I think originally it was called the Cartoon Channel. Oh, okay. I think it changed to Cartoon Network. But I could be crazy. I could be old. Where where do you fall in all this? What are your favorite cartoons? Feel free to email us at thegibsonreview at gmail.com. Shanna? Before we talk about the rest of the movie lovers and what people can expect, why don't you share with them where they could find you online? You can find me at Shanna Paxson Photography on Instagram and Flick Chart. You can find me at Spellbinding A. Go to thegibsonreview.com. I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks you will find on there a new article 
40 favorites of the 40s. I'm trying to wrap up that list so I can get it typed up on the blog. I go through and count down my favorite movies from the 1940s. But in the meantime, you will find 20 favorites of the 20s, 30 favorites of the 30s, and a buttload of other articles right there. Follow along on social media, facebook.com slash the Gibson Review. And on Instagram, the Gibson 99. I do bracket polls on uh, the Instagram page. We recently figured out what your classic uh, TV show, your favorite classic TV show is in honor of our last film faves list. That ended up being 1966's Batman. It beat Get Smart. Now, at the time of recording, we're going to find out soon what your favorite 1970s TV show is. You'll find the results there on the Gibson 99. Soon, you'll be uh, all able to participate in your favorite 80s TV show. So, Lots of fun to be having there. So next episode, it is our final week in review. We are going to try to pack in as many thoughts about as many things as we possibly can (laughs) in this last opportunity to do so, basically. That is the next episode of The Movie Lovers. It will be available Tuesday, May 16th. And then after that, it is our final episode, episode 175 of The Movie Lovers. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to, I know we'll probably be reflecting a little bit on the podcast. Maybe some people on Instagram have some thoughts about what we should do for our final episode. I don't know. But that will be available on Tuesday, May 23rd. Also worth noting, this is Shanna's birthday week. Happy birthday, Shanna. Thanks, honey. You're very welcome. Until next time, keep loving the movies. This is Jeff and Shanna saying... Bye-bye.